the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? It's your boy J16 here to keep it real and drop it on another topic. Look, I was feeling it. I'm feeling, I'm vibing, riding, making this trip back, back to the city, man. Um, just listening to Max, yo, and then I just started going through this whole thought pattern of like, yo, what the next podcast should be on? Um, and I was just vibing because you know Max B really had the streets on lock in like the summer of 2007. I was in, um, I was in, I think Florida at the time, going to school out there. Shout out to FAMU and all my peeps that went out there to fan with me. Um, but when I came back back up top i was yo max really had the street on streets on locks and not to get this twisted and all that there's a lot of other raps at the time had the streets on lock but i didn't notice how crazy max b had the streets on lock with the wave charlie rambo you feel me like it's like he was just a different level rapper that everybody vibe with when we was out um back in the day just through the whole city like new york jersey everybody fuck with max b and it got me to thinking like yo who were the real od dumb nice mcs that was coming out of the east coast and that beast coast movement during that time and also got me to thinking of like how the mixtape scene really changed the game and it's crazy because when you think about it the mixtape scene to me is was the best outlet for rappers to hit the streets and we all think about the mixtape scenes coming from major different areas man master p with the ice cream man pumping him through his trunk too short out in the bay area doing the same thing with his tapes pumping him through his trunk but nothing really moved the way it moved with the djs when the djs really touched the game from dj big mike to dj mr c to dj Cutmaster c funk flex uh clue you could just go down and then like more of the newer djs uh drama Khaled, like that but that early stages of the game when you went to the the, the bootleg man and got the three for ten that was the mixtape scene and the mixtape scene the elements of what the mixtape scene did for the rappers that was coming up was was something that we never saw before like so if you think about hip-hop right um and just a little history left you think about hip-hop in order for you to really pop as an artist you had to go to the club so there was lots of clubs in new york doing their things club mars is probably one of the biggest hip-hop clubs coca cabana you can just go down the list right but the djs that would play at those clubs a lot of times the only way you could hear those djs play would be in the clubs but in certain cases, you had DJs that were, was actually on the, the radio stations playing. And this is just like a New York vibe, right? So the DJs that would play at the, ra- the, the clubs were also playing the radio station. And it was a small amount because you got to think, we didn't have a lot of uh, real radio stations that was playing hip-hop at the time. I'm talking about the 80s, right? So you had a small amount of radio stations playing hip-hop. And but the ones right that were did have the hour to play a little bit of hip hop, they would at, on a on the weekends they would DJ in the club or weekdays they would DJ in the club and they still do it to this day. And one of the biggest DJs at the time that was DJ in the club was was Red Alert, Red, you know DJ Red Alert, classic legend pioneer. If you want to know anything about hip hop, go listen to Red Alert. He's one of the dopest DJs of all. He, you know, there's so many storylines to DJ Red Alert, but. He was DJing, I believe it was at um, 
um, Kiss FM, right? This is before High 97. It's throwback, 98.7 Kiss FM, right? And it was the, and it, and the rival station, WBLS, which is, you know, Power 107, 7.5. All y'all that listen to it, Steve Harvey in the morning, things like that. But WBLS, Kiss FM was the two major radio stations in New York playing hip-hop. Mr. Magic was on WBLS. Red Alert was on 98.7. And then these DJs, DJs in the city, and people wanted to hear their records played on a radio, they would go to the clubs to the DJs. Now, funny story, when you think of The Bridge Is Over by uh, uh, KRS-One, right? I don't know how I thought about that. But KRS-One, when he put out The Bridge Is Over, the storyline goes a lot like this. He goes to forget what club it was, right? But DJ Red Alert is there performing. And he asked Red Alert, goes up to him and says, yo, I want to play. And it's not even, it's actually not The Bridge Is Over. Forget what song it is, but it's, it's probably South Bronx. He goes to Red Alert and he says, yo, I want to play this. Now, Red Alert's DJ in there. And what Red Alert said he would do is he'll play the songs and see how the crowd reacts. And when he played KRS song, I don't know which, maybe South Bronx, um, I don't think it's the bridge though, but he played South Bronx dissing MC Shan, it kind of, it, 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 it blows up in the club. It's crazy. And that aspect showed Red Alert that, yo, this song would play hot on the radio. And what he would do is take those tracks, then go to the radio station and play it. And that's how DJs, that's how rappers would move through the city, right, with the sounds. And it would all start from those DJs. Now, fast forward, those DJs went out. They looked for artists. They was like A&Rs too. And these DJs would go through the city. Now, the transition of these still was the DJs on the radio cutting this stuff. But then in certain cases, you had DJs trying to make a name for themselves when the CD movement came. I like the taste, but the CDs. And one of those DJs that made a crazy name for himself was Clue. Now, Clue, man, I love Clue. Man, I used to call up Clue back in the day to listen to um, doing Monday uh, Monday Night Mixtapes on Clue. Man. I'm like, I'm talking about hip-hop head to the core. I couldn't stand, I couldn't stay up. He used to have it from 10 to 12. And I could stay up for the first hour, but what I would do is record the second hour put it on a tape because I would wake up, put my alarm, probably stay for like 10 to 10.30, fall asleep, put my alarm on, wake up at 11 just to flip the tape to the other side to record the other side. Then I would go home after, listen to the whole tape, the show on that Tuesday, all the new tracks that dropped on Clue's Monday Night Mixtape, and then I would go home cut it chop it up on the tapes and then go to school and sell them shits for a dollar to five dollars a pop now the dope sound about that is and that's how me I'm trying to be like a dj is pushing out songs that's how i used to do it now clue on the other hand he's the one who was a legend at making this shit right clue would go into the projects go into different rappers hoods and find these rappers and be like, yo, let me get on, let me, what kind of new hit music coming out of this area? He'll go to Queensbridge, what new artists coming out? He find an artist, the artist does the track for him, gives him the track, now Clue makes the mixtapes from that, and that's how these artists, would, we would get to know them, because when you would put those mixtapes out through the city, you would go downtown to, um, you know, Canal Street, Delancey, areas like that, all through Jersey, Patterson, um, Eastwick, Elizabeth, North, all these areas, 
you go downtown, you get the mixtapes, and it was the mixtapes from these artists that were popping in your area, and you would hear them. And as time went on, these artists would blow. Some of them decided to hit to the next level and really blow based off the mixtape scene. So we, from that mixtape scene with Clue, this is how we got Fab. This is how we got Paul Kane, Joe Buttons, just tons of artists that are coming through that mixtape scene with Clue. Clue put out so many albums, but y'all gotta remember, there's no streaming. So when Clue's putting out these albums, these are the only way you get to hear these artists. And one of the artists that really came, and I don't know if this is this first area he popped on, but I believe it is, was DJ, was 50 Cent. Now, 50 Cent, interesting, like I always say, 50 Cent changed the game with the mixtape scene. 50 Cent decides to go and make his own albums. See, when you got the mixtapes at the time, the DJs was putting the artists on it. And then you had to listen to the DJ play the artists. And most of the time, these artists wasn't getting clear. These, al- these tracks wasn't getting cleared by the artist labels. So they would rap on other people's beats. They, they could only put it out on mixtapes. So it's tons of freestyles of rappers or songs from rappers that never made the albums, but it was on their mixtapes. That's why we always say that the mixtape scene is what's better when it comes to making albums than the albums itself because the mixtape scenes give, gives us the purest of the rap. But you also got to remember Clue, Envy, Who Kid, all these DJs putting these artists out on the mixtapes they controlled the track listing so yeah i get a dj clue stadium three um listen to stadium series three listen to some kids some jay huss santana like whoever's on it and then you joe buns might got a track on it and it's just all these dope freestyles but you still was tailored to that dj of who he was giving you this is before streaming remember now the crazy thing is when you think about it, a lot of these artists that was putting out music that were on these DJs' mixtapes, these artists were, that's how they were getting known. But what if Clue ain't put you on this mixtape? You had to make a, a new a, a way for yourself. And that's how we get to 50 Cent. 50 Cent was on these mixtapes, but 50 Cent wanted all the cash to himself. So 50 Cent decides to say, fuck that, I'm going to just make the mixtapes myself and pump in and get all all the cash myself rather than having this third this middleman get the get some of the cash too and it's crazy because 50 one thing you got to keep knowing about 50 man 50 is purely again about money that's it no ethics or morals he don't care he gets money His, he don't care how the money comes in he's just smart about doing it so if he saw somebody like clue making a cut out of the money he can make the whole thing why wouldn't he make his own mixtapes and then pump it out and that's what he did. And the dopest thing about 50 is 50 makes his own mixtapes, still does the same process of rapping on other niggas' beats, and then goes to Delancey Canal Street, straight to the bootleggers, gives them his music, says, yo, let's say for $3 a pop, uh, five, three for 10, so $3 a pop basically for the, for the mixtape. He goes to them and says, let's say he gives them 300 300 mixtapes and he just tells them yo I'm gonna give you 300 mixtapes all you gotta do is give me $900 or a stack for the 300 mixtapes I'm giving you you could take whatever's on top and he takes his straight lump and what the DJs do bet they just sell it on the street they might sell two for ten they might sell if it's dope they'll sell another ten but that's how 50 gets his name known through the city and he's 
basically pumping the mixtapes like he pumped drugs, right? And that concept allowed 50 to move through the city, bro. 50, when he started doing that, that level of promoting his music, he changed the dynamics of how he was listening to the mixtape scene. Yo, 50 puts out these albums. People go crazy for these shits. I remember the first time I heard it, it was on, um, what was the, I heard 50 mad times, but when I first time I heard Wankster was on, was on, um, I think it was a Clue Stadium series, and it was one of those tough, or it was Grand Theft Audio. It was Clue Grand Theft Audio, and it was just like, yo, who is, like, I heard 50, 50 killing it, yo, but this song, Wankster, this shit is really knocking now, remind you, mind you, 50 already, prior to him getting on the Clue Mixtapes, was already putting albums out, right? Power the Dollar, Guess Who's Bazaar. And a lot of those mixtapes, was he was on Cutmaster C mixtapes, right? And he was putting 50 out. Who can't put 50 out? But when he got on that Clue, and Clue already had the streets on Smash, that's when the world started understanding how dope 50 was. And then... When that goes, you know, people in other areas hear about 50 doing this thing with the mixtape. And they and they follow the same, uh, the same, basically, process, right? They see the formula and they follow 50 formula. And one of those artists was T.I. Now, when you look at T.I., T.I. comes out of the South. He's putting out his music. He's doing his music. Um, rubber band man type trap sound, trap music, all this stuff. But... He's not getting any music that's pumping out through the through the radios. He's not really getting his music pumped uh, through labels. And he gets frustrated at, at this. And what he does is he noticed that 50's doing this mixtape thing. And he says, fuck that. I'm going to do the same concept. I'm seeing 50 successful with this up in New York. Let me try this in Atlanta. And that's how T.I. puts the trap sound from Atlanta. Atlanta didn't have a sound, right? We had artists. Like, you had Outkast, the Dungeon Family artists, groups like that. But she didn't have really a sound. And that's what uh, T.I. gives him. He gives him that trap sound. And that trap sound goes spreads through the, like wildfire. And he spreads through the streets through the mixtape. And he follows the same formula. He gets hot through the mixtape. And then he puts the album out. Another artist that looks at the same thing. He's coming from the same area. But he's already famous. He already got two albums out. And he sees that T.I. becoming successful with this. He sees that 50's coming successful with this. And he says, yo, I could do the same thing. And he decides to make a mixtape. He's already famous. He put out two albums. Then he decides to make a mixtape because he's already popping. He's always hot on the streets. And he can rap the way he wants to rap. And when he puts out his mixtape, it changes the game. And it puts a, a producer, or no, a DJ on the, on the scene. And who I'm talking about is my your boy, Lil Wayne. Now, Lil Wayne puts out these mixtapes on drama shit. Now, drama already popping from the Jeezy mixtapes. But he puts out this, this Wayne dedication mixtapes. It just changed the scene because Wayne is coming in with the same formula 50 did, same formula T.I. did, following the same mixtape formula, putting albums out. But he's teaming up with one of the hottest DJs out. And when Drama, coming from Philly, went out to think Clark Atlanta, real popping-ass DJ out there, he puts the music out and people hear this version of Wayne. They knew it was always there because Wayne, got to remember, squad of mixtapes, tons of mixtapes putting out, but he's not at the level of just a straight mixtape of him purely rapping killer. And he gets 
on the drama, dedication, mixtapes, and we hear Wayne rapping at a level we never heard him for. And Wayne already got a strong following in the South. And the East Coast, we love lyrics. So when Wayne's coming out bar for bar for bar, putting out these lyrics, people on the East Coast, we like, oh, we fucking with Wayne too. And Wayne decides to just go, it spreads like wildfire. He goes to people's city. He's he's teaming up with, um, he's teaming up with your boy, uh, Santana out of Harlem He got so many different artists he's teaming up with And he decides to change the game When he puts out these mixtapes And that's one thing I'll say About the mixtape scene That a lot of artists started following The same dynamics You get 50 You get uh, you get T.I. You get Wayne You get Jeezy You get Future You get Wiz You get Big Shaw You could go down the list and from that point on, every artist that comes out is following that 50 formula. And that 50 formula is hot. I ain't going to lie. 50 got a formula that a lot of people are going to be, be on for a while because 50 really changed the dynamics of how we looked at hip-hop when he decided to go straight from the, to the mixtape scene and stay in the mixtape scene for a while. The reason it was dope is because 50 was already popping. He was already signed to Aftermath. He already had uh, Get Rich or Die trying out, one of the hottest albums out, and he's still doing a mixtape scene. That's how 50 changed the dynamic of the mixtape scene. To me, the mixtape scene was always what we was listening to, always what we was looking for from artists. And when artists like 50 decides to change it up, put out his mixtapes, he just, everybody starts following the same dynamic, right? And to this day, man, some of the dopest mixtapes, I'm going to put a whole list out of, for mixtapes that, to me, are like the best mixtapes of all time. Um, definitely check out for that. It could be from the Soul Tapes by, by Fab to the, you know, the Green Lantern mixtapes with, with uh, Jada, you know, even Joe Bunn's Moon Music mixtapes, uh, Right, Wayne Dedication mixtapes, No Ceiling, you know, Simba, we keep going down, Saha the Prince, you know, we keep going down this list, Jeezy, Future, like all these artists that are putting out dope mixtapes that to this day we would have never really heard of these mixtapes if it wasn't for 50 giving them this formula that all of them follow. So, yo, listen, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, man. You know, it's always the same. We always putting out these podcasts every Friday. Definitely check it when you get a chance to subscribe to my page. We breaking down everything in all levels of hip hop. But yo, for this, I really hope you enjoyed this mixtape. Until next time, definitely stay up. Peace. <laughs>